Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I will outline the prices that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model I have built that I affectionately call sideline for games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day, and you will get a ton of information that will help you make smarter picks. And, of course, access to our Discord chat where we have a lot of fun, good discussion on games. Always looking out for each other over there. It's a great little place to be. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. In my opinion, there are no right sides or wrong sides, rather right prices and wrong prices. And of course, we can disagree by five cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, whatever it may be on where the price is that games should be played. But this sort of thinking, whether using my model or someone else's or a combination, is the key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There will be ups and downs. Well, this sort of thinking, those things will balance out in the long run. It's just simply hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So the long run profitability has been proven winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler uh tuesday the games are getting towards wrapping up by the time i'm recording a little later than usual uh, the night started out looking fantastic kind of took a turn for the worst it's looking about break evenish now monday um all came down to the white Sox angels game uh, which was a walk-off wild pitch pass ball there were multiple wild pitches in the inning and the bottom of the ninth and that's exactly what I'm talking about with good and bad variants uh, with saying, you know, we're not trying to forecast it to a T because you would never predict something like that. That's the sports. Weird things happen. Uh, we're going to be on the right side of some of those. We're going to be on the wrong side of some of those. So we just don't get distracted uh, when a pick loses because of weird things like that. We just focus on, hey, do we make a smart pick at the right price? Another great example here Tuesday, we played the Royals plus 125, uh, and they blew it in the ninth inning. But, you know, you, you see the way the game played out. It was a tight, close game. Uh, plus 125 was a good, you know, spot. If you, if you could have told anybody, you know, you'd have the home team plus 125. They have a ninth inning lead. You'd say, sure, let's take it. And of course, they blew it. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, it'll balance out for us in the long run. But uh, it's just frustrating when those things don't go away. But, you know, we've had plenty of good luck that, to balance it out. So uh, it just all comes out in the wash. And that's why I say we always look at the big picture. We just don't get distracted about the individual games as much as we joke about it, talk about it, live and die with it. You know, that sort of thing. We uh, always just keep focused on the big picture. But before here we get to Wednesday slate moving forward, some quick reminders, please. Hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any college basketball and there'll be your college football content this channel provides you can see how i scale my picks on the screen in the google sheet with the season results that links in the show description got a lot of goodies in those tabs for you there if you haven't checked it out but as always with the scaling and with the picks take what you like and leave the rest multiple afternoon games here for you on wednesday only two which is fewer than usual the first one doesn't have lines yet the second one here i'm going to talk about 
4.10 p.m. Eastern Nationals. The Mariners might have the roof open here in Seattle. Looks to be a nice day, right around 70 degrees for this one. Slight breeze. Uh, still a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Uh, whether the roof's open or closed there shouldn't change too much. Uh, pitcher and Patrick Corbin, who did struggle his last time out, but as I mentioned, you know, at least a respectable pitcher. Uh, better than his 5.32 ERA. Not great, not good, not even average, but not maybe as terrible as the rap he has gotten over the last couple of years. Going up against Logan Gilbert, who's really struggled this year uncharacteristically, 407 ERA. The advanced metrics, though, do paint a better picture, so it should be a little bit lower than that. Obviously, Gilbert's the better pitcher, according to Sideline by almost a standard deviation and a half. Of course, the Mariners bullpen definitely a lot better, and I trust them more than I trust the Nats bullpen. I've got two picks for you on this one. The Mariners at minus 237 just eke into B-grade territory. Sideline says it should be Mariners minus 241, so anything 241 or better gets to that B-grade slight value on the Mariners here. Not a ton. I did check the run line price. I'm recording late enough to see that the run line offered no value, at least as of now. I'd be looking on the run line for minus 105 or better would be equivalent to that minus 241 on the money line. If you can get plus odds on the the run line for the Mariners, that would be an A-grade. I just don't see that happening here right now. That number doesn't look anywhere near that. So I'm just going to stick to the money line here on the Mariners. I'm going to go under eight. As I always mention, you know, the the better run line bets when you like a favorite and the over or the dog and the under. In this case, I like the favorite but the under. So the run line just doesn't make as much sense here. You know, under eight model says 7.3. And, uh, you know, we got burned a little bit on the under on Monday with these two teams playing. But at least so far here on Tuesday's game, it hasn't finished yet, so who knows. But at least so far, it doesn't look, uh, you know, too crazy here on Tuesday. It looks much more like we expect here. The Mariners in Nationals both, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I believe over on TikTok, talking about the total of the day there, uh, the free play of the day. Uh, Both teams have been involved in a few more higher scoring games than I would have expected. But, you know, that's just kind of some weird things with baseball. And that's not really, there's not really anything that indicates that should continue going forward, especially in Seattle. So like the Mariners are at minus 237. And the under eight. 7.45 p.m. Eastern Astros at the Cardinals. An Astros fan. I I just, I hate this team. I, you know, you, you've got the potential best pitcher in baseball. Uh, that'll at least pitch a whole season from Bervaldez. Uh, you know, looking a little bit like his old self as an Astros fan, seeing him sometimes kind of melt down a little, uh, struggling on the, with the mental aspect of it, the frustration. And, and he's probably frustrated because the team's not really performing very well behind him. The offense, you know, Alvarez is apparently like the entire offense. It seems like, and, and not that, that, you know, a guy like Tucker isn't having a, a, a decent year, you know, the Dubon of course has been fantastic, but there's just not a lot to like about this team as a fan. I, I don't know. I, you know, they're real frustrating. Uh, they got out to a lead on Monday or excuse me on Tuesday here and then blew it. Um, now they'll try to bounce back here on Wednesday and they're going to give the ball to Christian Javier, who was supposed to be uh, the number three pitcher on this staff, uh, given Lance McCullers who, suffered an injury, you know, 600 days ago and is finally having surgery on it and behind Fromber. But Javier has not been that good this year when you look underneath the hood. I love Christian Javier. Um, we just, of course, talked about uh, what happened with our son Connor and and his birthday was the day last year that Javier threw a no-hitter. And that was such a weird thing to be witnessing while it was happening. Um, 
and you know our our, our son Connor shares this initial. So he, Christian Javier is always going to have like the softest spot in my heart of any player in baseball probably uh, that I've not actually met. And uh, I just I, it's hard to be optimistic about where he's at right now. When you look underneath the hood, he's been really lucky this year. And and he, to me, it's taken a step back. From last year, last year I was really optimistic and you looked under the hood and you thought great things were coming and sure enough, he was fantastic uh, as a starter last year. But this year it's almost been the opposite. The ERA is there, but unfortunately the advanced metrics say that he's really due for some bad luck coming up. Now he is a guy who, as I mentioned before, I do think he's going to outperform his peripherals because of his stuff. There's a few guys like this and I do think he will, but it can't be by this. And even the model kind of, uh, trying to look that way and see that still has him now as a league average pitcher, uh, which is a far cry from where he entered my ratings starting the season. Miles Michaelis, though, hasn't really been much better. Also right around league average, his ERA at 423. That's about how good he is at this point. you got two very average pitchers, pitchers that aren't bad, but pitchers that, you know, if you're a Cardinals fan, I know you're disappointing this team as an Ashes fan. I'm disappointing this team. You got two disappointing teams, and they'll they'll both give the ball to guys who are having disappointing seasons and that they were supposed to be a bigger part, carry the team a little bit more, have a little more optimism around them. And like I said, it's it's at least there with the results for Javier. I just don't think it can continue unless he turns something around. So you've got some average pitching here. You got some offenses that, of course, the Astros are are injured and and that hurts a lot and the Cardinals offense has not been quite as strong as we thought maybe uh but but the big but in all of this is tomorrow even at 6:45 local time the temperature is projected to be about 100 degrees in St. Louis and we talk about St. Louis at the uh St. Louis is a park kind of like Kansas City kind of like Atlanta right these these parks that you know, when you get April weather or October weather, you can get 40 50 degree days and these parks can play you know, pretty pitcher friendly, but when it gets to a hundred degrees, they start playing really small. And of course the other thing on this one is the wind's going to be blowing out to left field stronger than 10 miles an hour. This park is going to all of a sudden turn into one that feels very small here in St. Louis. And so I think the fact that you've got, um, pitching that again, I think is just average at best going forward, uh, is going to make for a higher scoring game than what we expected. Model says 9.7. I'm going to go over nine. It's at minus one Oh five, which is nice. And I've got the Cardinals at minus one Oh five as an a grade pick. Look, I have no idea who wins this game. I think again, both these teams are disappointing. Both of these starting pitchers, as much as I would love to say that I think that Javier's the better pitcher between these two. And again, I know that the ERA would suggest he is, I just can't really have a ton of faith with either one of these guys in this weather. This is not weather for them to succeed in. I think both of them get hit around. I think we see a six to five, seven to six type game, and I have no idea who wins, but I think this is pretty even on a neutral field because the Cardinals offense is definitely better than the Astros offense. So the Cardinals should be favored here based off of the game location model says that they win 54% of the time and anything minus 111 or better gets that a grade. If this is again on a neutral park, I think that the Astros relievers, maybe Javier's the better pitcher, maybe. So maybe they've got slightly better pitching, but the Cardinals offense right now, definitely better. All that's a wash. It's a 50-50 game, but the game's in St. Louis. So the Cardinals should be favorites here. Minus 105 is a gift of a price simply because 
I don't know what's going to happen. Either one of these pitchers or both these pitchers could get lit up. So give me the home team at close to even money is just way too good to pass up. Maybe both pitchers pitch well and the game stays under nine, but the weather is going to make that very difficult. So I'm on the Cardinals here close to even money. Don't know what happened. So give me the home team here. And again, I think a lot of runs so over nine too good to pass up. 8.05 p.m. Eastern Tigers at the Rangers. Still hotter than blazes here in Texas, so the roof will be closed up. I think the for projected high here is going to be 107, so uh, maybe that's why we're moving to Indiana. Um, the Tigers, of course, not very good. Rangers are, and you saw the offensive explosion from them here on Tuesday night as they kind of ran away with the game at the end. Models says the Rangers should be big favorites here. Going to talk about the total first. Model says 9.1. I'll go under 9.5. I think nine's pretty likely on this one. I know that the Tigers give up a bunch of runs to this Rangers offense, and the Rangers offense is doing really well, of course. Uh, but, you know, I, I in general, the Tigers relievers are not bad, and I don't tend to think that they're going to give up, you know, eight runs again here on Wednesday. I, you know, I think this total's bumped up a little bit. I, this, this Rangers offense is good. I just don't think they're – I don't think, you know, what we saw here on Tuesday with them lighting up this Tigers bullpen is a little bit of an anomaly. The Tigers pin's not bad. This Rangers offense is good, but they're not, you know, the 1927 Yankees or whatever historical team we're, we're using now to, to talk about juggernaut offenses, right? They're good. Um, I just think nine and a half is too high. So I'm going to go under nine and a half. And with regards to the side, I really waffled on this one. And this is the the the, the fun part. I'm going to say fun a little facetiously here about having a run line and a money line model is having to choose between the two of them. I'm going to break it down for both of them for you here. According to sideline, the Rangers win this a nice 69% of the time and the price should be minus 221. So anything minus 206 or better gets an A grade if you're playing money lines. The current price is minus 205. So it would just eke into A grade territory. On the run line, model says that the Rangers cover the run line 53% of the time and that anything minus 106 or better is an A grade. And currently the run line price is minus 105. So each run line and money line price is one cent better than the minimum required for an A grade. I'm going to go with the run line on this one. Honestly, I have no idea. I'm just doing one because I'm picking one uh, for the official picks. My actual recommendation would be to split your wagers. A lot of you talked about different books that offer Rangers or that offer teams. In this case, would be Rangers minus one. Uh, that's kind of the equivalent of splitting your bet. So if you if you have a minus one option, I love the minus one option. If they win by one, you just say whatever. It's push. You walk away. Uh, it's kind of the best of both worlds. And so you all know I've talked about this before. If you don't know, split your wager. If you see at your book, the price is deviating a lot here. So for instance, if you can get minus 205 on the money line, but the run line price is minus 115, I would just stick money line. If you've got minus 105 on the run line, but your money line is minus 220, I'd be on the run line. If they're both like I've got right here, which is again, minus 205 on the money line and minus 105 on the run line, I would say split your wager between the two of them. That's basically, again, equivalent to taking the minus one. Uh, you do have to do some math if you want to figure out exactly. Just split your wager. Don't think too hard about it. Um, I really have no idea which way to go on this one. 
I'm surprised that they are the same value, given that I like the under. Occasionally, that's just the way it works out. That's the way the math works out. That's the way the books set the prices. Um, usually, this is a rare case. Usually, when we like a favorite, we will uh, not like the run line if we like the under. But occasionally, you have weird things happen. And this is one of those cases. Uh, the Tigers are just going to really struggle to score runs against Dane Dunning. He's not as good as that 276 ERA. But really, I could have started that sentence over and said the Tigers are just going to struggle to score runs. Doesn't really matter against who. Uh, and so given the Tigers, in my estimation, you know, score two or three runs, you know, what the Rangers score four or five, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe it's a five, four game, right? That wouldn't be the craziest thing. Maybe it's a three to two game, right? But it's also very likely it could be a five to two game, six to two game, whatever. So run line, money line, honestly, right now, the value is pretty similar at, at bet online where i'm making all my official picks again if you're not with us on bet online that sign up links in the show description there's some of the earliest lines some of the best prices out there sometimes better than just shopping around all the domestic so check that out if you haven't if you're looking at even prices just pick one you like the most split them whatever you want to do but if the prices are different that's how i would determine which bet i would be on based off the prices that are available to you because i think both run line and money line make a lot of sense and again i'm going under nine and a half i wouldn't go under nine unless i was getting plus odds because i think that nine is a very likely outcome uh, but in general, it's hard not to look under with the Tigers. They gave up way too many runs here on Tuesday, but that's not normally what we're going to see. They've got a decent bullpen uh, and just not a lot of offense. And then wrapping us up here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Rays at the Diamondbacks, projecting the roof to be closed in a hot day in Phoenix. Zach Leflin versus Zach Davies. Got Zach versus Zach. Here's some Zach on Zach crime. But, uh, of course, one of these Zachs is really good. Y'all have heard me talk about Eflin. I think he's fantastic. I really love what uh, he's been doing out there um, for Tampa. Zach Davies, on the other hand, not so much. Davies is not as bad as that 782 ERA, but the advanced metrics do say his ERA should be around five. I mean, this is a massive pitcher mismatch here. Rays have the better offense. The Steinbeck's team is really good. They're always impressive. This season, it seems like they're always looking good. But, I mean, to me, the bottom line is um, – you know, and and the Diamondbacks bullpen solid. They they sit down uh, Kevin Geekle, who having a decent season, decent pitcher. And if they're sending him down, I mean, that just shows you the depth they've got in their bullpen. But it's just going to start off ugly for them, I think. With Davies, this Rays offense should be able to hit him around. And then uh, anytime you got a guy like Zach Eflin who gets an eighty grade from the model, uh, it's it's just hard not to back him. So I'm going to pick the race here at minus one forty five. Model says that it should be raised minus one fifty if it gets to minus one forty one. Or better, that becomes an A grade. Uh, so we're about a nickel away from that. But I'm, I'm on the raise here as long as you're not too deep into the minus 150s. And I'll go over nine, even though it's minus 120. Model says 9.4. We're seeing a ton of runs here on Tuesday night. And I, I think the Rays are going to start off scoring a bunch. I don't know how the end of the game is going to go, right? There's no locks in gambling. So there's there's a real chance, right, that, that – you know, and we've seen a lot. I think I mentioned this on a show recently here, maybe yesterday's. We've seen a handful of games get out to like seven to one and then just stop, right? So I, I, it, that could happen, right? But I, I think the Rays are going to score early on Davies, put up, you know, some crooked numbers, get four or five runs or something. And then at that point, I don't know what's going to happen, right? The Diamondbacks have been fighting back all season long. Maybe they claw their way back into it and make it a contest and the overs are lock and we're sweating the side. Maybe uh, we don't see as many runs and it just kind of peters around and the race just kind of are in cruise control and the side's easy and we're sweating the total. I think we're going to get one of these pretty easily though with the race scoring runs early and then the other one's going to be the sweat. I think we got a chance to win both. I like both. 
this is a situation where if you want to play the Rays team total over, I think that is a fantastic investment. And that's not what I would do with the Rangers Tigers. We just talked about that one. That one I actually like placing both because of the fact that they're going in opposite directions. I think you're kind of protecting your investment a little bit by having both of them because I think it's going to be really hard to lose both of them on that Rangers game. And so I like placing both those Rangers. I would not go um, you know, place a Rangers team total over in, in that situation. But here, Rays team total over, I think, makes a ton of sense if you want to play that in lieu of playing both of these. Both of these are solid investments, and like I said, I think we got a chance to win both. But bottom line, I think the Rays score early and often, and then from there, who really knows how it plays out? But again, one of these I think will get relatively easy, and the other one will be the sweat. That'll be fun to see if we can win both. Just don't know which one's which because you don't know how the game's going to play out. Uh, but again, two ways to look at that one as well. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>